0: Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that's an interesting point because, I mean, a lot of interesting contextualizing it, um, specifically because um, being able to return is essentially like, even, and there's a lot that has been said about this, like the justice system is designed for this. And so that is, I guess, for people who are listening, who are learning through this process, actually never happens. But in this instance, it's like a a possibility to a certain extent. Um, But I did want to, so yes to that. um, So to raise up kind of blue comment that that can be possible Mm -hmm. in at least this way, um, as we even reflect on a possibility for a restorative justice lens. But also really want to appreciate, Terrence, for sharing that it strikes intergenerationally in a way that can never actually be repaired. And that is known, at least in some circles, that that has been taking place for hundreds of years. And we know how it works. And also in this time of the pandemic and the uprising, that capitalism works in a certain way. And there are certain people who are benefiting from this. And they could fix it by, as mentioned, writing their name on a line. (laughs) And the issue is that people are electively choosing to, to be indifferent. Or, or worse. Um, and so I just want to thank all of you, but especially Terrence and Blue generally for kind of like shaping it, but Terrence for sharing your personal experience because I do think, and that is like what I'm trying to work towards is to raise up these voices because ultimately I live a highly privileged life despite my um, lower tax bracket income <laughs> status um, or cl- close at best. Um, but... These stories aren't mine. And I can't, uh, most of the work that I do is with young people because of the intergenerational, the necessary need to approach it from an intergenerational way. But I also am essentially tired of talking to adults because it requires (laughs) a level of engagement Um, where really 99% of the time people leave the conversation holding their beliefs where they started. And so it is these more complex conversations. And as Blue said, Portland is ready. And Terrence said Portland Portland is ready. And
0: I think it's more than Portland. I, I have to tell you, I always say this as like a joke, but I have a lot of people in my life that are not lawyers and don't know in detail that I spend most of my life in a prison. <laughs> and, right, right, right. You know, all of that right. stuff. I mean, they know a little, but they're like, you know, my son's friend's parents right. and they work and do all different things. And This issue when I tell anybody, I mean, they're the, you know, they're all good people that don't want racism and and they're rather diverse crowd, actually. And, but like, this is one of those things. This is one of those issues where this isn't just about, you know, how we've affected people, you know, um, that have non-unanimous jury convictions this is like something that people hold really tight. They're, they're right as a juror, right? And so even if we can't get people to think in the place of a defendant, right, um, which is very hard for most people, <laughs> um, we can, people do understand this on the level of being a juror, like, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? I, my, I, they wouldn't care what I say, you know? And, you to me, that's a really interesting part of this issue. Like when you tell anyone the same way I felt when I got here, most Orgonians that have been here their whole lives that have no interaction with the justice system had no idea that this existed until the last few years, you right. know? Um, and that is, that is what makes this issue, I think, really different than right. some other ones. It right. kind of checks all the boxes. Right. It personally affects every single person who might ever sit on a jury. And so people can kind of get it in a different way than just like, hey, this affects defendants or the race issue. Like, right. It's so much bigger than that, right? And reasonable doubt. People right. watch movies, They, right. this is how it's supposed to be. And so I actually think I have never been anywhere where I've talked about this issue in communities all over the state, law students, everything. Right. People get shocked and angry Absolutely. and they, or they can't think you're believe, lying or they think i'm lying right <laughs> yeah, they can't no, that believe be it. because it affects them too because right? it affects them it's, too even it might be disproportionate yes if,
1: you, if, if something happens and you're not really allowed i mean now yes but from a juror yeah. to all the way to in that time gap nobody's yeah. really allowed that the system will work the, the way it is from a, an american right. heart point supposed to, supposed work, to be right. what you think what it's you supposed think to be is supposed my supposed right, be, is right. Not, has not been real some anymore. people
0: i know have told me like that if they did know about it, if they found out when they were on the jury yeah. and they were like what right. you know and we have this amazing um woman who her names cash and she's spoken mm-hmm. on this issue and she was on a jury she happens to be a woman of color but but what she's speaking to is both how she felt as a woman of color, but also how she just felt as a, a juror, juror, as someone who didn't know that was the rule. And then to not be taken seriously, or, you know, when you go into a room as a juror, and your job is to look at all the evidence and basically fight it out. And yeah. the first thing every jury does, and this is just, you know, by habit, they, they do a poll. Yeah. They say, okay, we're done with the trial. Let's raise our hands. Let's see where we are. We'll just start the conversation. Well, in Oregon, you start the conversation, oh, the we're first done, last. bye. We don't even look at the evidence in most of these cases, right? So I think that, that it adds this other sort of dimension to this issue um, where I really do think it's one of the few issues I have felt in the criminal justice system, and I've been doing this for like 25 years, like that people like wake up and right. they're like, "Why, you know, and they get so upset. Right. So I think it's so worth trying to tell as many people as possible Arthur. everywhere in the state. I don't, I don't think this is a like uh, Republican Democrat issue. Right. I don't think it's a black white issue. I think it affects all those things, of course. But I think it's really about, you know, it's about more than just defendants' rights or right. something like that. It's right. about our, it's about the whole makeup of how we do justice. You're supposed to be able to go in as a juror,
1: right? And say, if I know in my heart or I have experience in this space that that person is not guilty, yes. you're supposed to have the confidence right. to say, I'm going to stand right. with them," right? And that was, the, the, it was supposed to be set up so that the one individual Yes. Right, could, you can, could, could, stand, try me, could Try to, right? try to convince but, me. and that's how we all think it works. It's like you're like TV and movies. Like they're gonna yash it out, and then at the end, that one juror shows everybody that actually you guys right. were wrong, and it's no. No, I'm we, not coming over. To not your coming, side, yeah. No, not coming no matter what, because my convictions will hold to be. Right. And the here's the evidence. Is, and and you're evidence never I think, but yeah. that that hasn't existed, and so when you talk about that, you're actually right. Is that the whole? Concept of what it's supposed to be like. Everybody was denied. That. Everybody. Every juror. Right. Every that juror was standing up right. for for that individual. Right. Would. It's not right. about just protecting that individual. They actually right. like lost their right. position in as a juror, right. and that should. And that's why that
0: I say life. that the only way to fix this is the only way to create a system where moving forward, all people right. will ha- will trust it. I mean, that's already that's a huge right anywhere. That's a huge ask. Right. But this is one of the ones that so many people don't trust our system, whether they're defendant, family, whatever, whether they've been on a jury, whether they've just learned about this issue. The only way moving forward to have any, I mean, I work, I'm a lawyer, right? I want people to believe in our justice system and I want to fight for it. I'm not just fighting for individuals and against racism. I'm fighting so we have a fair and just system. Because if we don't, like, what's the point? You know, I think
2: when you think about this issue, think about it in the context of everything we've said, but then think about it if you're Terrence's wife or if you're Lisa's son or if it's somebody who you care about who's still sitting behind bars, you know, on one on a a situation like that, um, that this is real. This is humans live, you know, human beings uh, dealing with this issue. And it's something that's, I think, winnable. I do like sure
0: I, I mean that's it why sure we're helps. fighting I that's why it. we
2: have a whole group of people who have worked right. on this yeah. even to bring this it's, to you today yeah. because we believe in our it. our numbers
0: are building I mean right. I when I first researched this issue and published a larvae article on it like it was really just me and then I started working with my friends in Louisiana and we were kind of coordinating our stuff and then they sort of took off on their campaign which is really successful. And we basically, they filed cases and my clinic filed amicus briefs over and over and over to the U.S. Supreme Court begging them to take this case, you know, and at the 23rd try, the Supreme Court took the issue. And, you know, but I felt like obviously there's been people here, lawyers, defense lawyers especially, who have talked about the issue and tried to bring a case over the years It was kind of like the bringing out the history I think and getting a lot of attention on that really started making people think about it a little bit more and then what was happening in Louisiana and now over the last year we've grown to we have like 50 community groups Mm -hmm. and we have just so many people paying attention we have legislators paying attention and um, you know I never fight for something I believe in because I I'm sure I'm going to be successful. Right. I mean, I feel like already what's happened is incredible. And I'm, yeah. I'm, right. I'm you know, I, I should have just retired maybe <laughs> after, on April win. 21st, yeah. 2021, yeah. 2020. But, yeah. but I feel like, you know, you don't fight for justice just because you're guaranteed to win. You fight for justice because it's the right, right thing to do. I'm a law professor. I have students that are entering the field as lawyers, and I want to show them that, this is the path for your law degree. I mean, this is almost every law student comes to school to change the world. And you gotta try, you have to try and you will have many successes, individual successes, big issue successes, but you gotta bring community in, you gotta educate and you gotta be in the courts and in the legislature. You gotta do all of it. Um, and this issue has just brought all of it. And it's, it's really, really been, it's incredible. So yeah, we're not going wrap yeah. No, oh, I
2: think, yeah, we have one question. Then we're going to wrap up. Uh, there is going to be a way for you to get involved in terms of signing petitions, petitions yep. or sending letters. Yep. You can also reference more information on Still in Prison. It's under zealous. Z a l o u s
0: And I think it's stillinprison.org. That's right. And the petition is there and everything. And every petition and email goes to the attorney general. Nice. So, you know, and this might evolve. I said, number one, check in with stillinprison.org because anything that needs to happen will happen there. But first, there is a petition um, that any individual can sign that, you know, their contact and their, their support of getting, of, of of getting retroactivity for the folks with with non-unanimous juries will go right to the attorney general. So, so join us on that. That's number one. Number two, if people are involved in any organizations or groups or, you know, mom groups with their kids or anywhere where you have one or more people as an audience, it could be your friends, family, it could be more, you know, organized groups, show them about this campaign, show them the web. site, you know, talk about the issue with them. I can't stress how important that is. Like even, you know, this, and I, as Blue knows, I say yes to everything. I don't care that it's Sunday a Memorial Day, because this is how we've gotten this far. Um, and obviously the social media and all of that. So learn about the issue, become outraged because it affects all of us as we've been discussing. And it affects um, so many people that who are dealing with the repercussions like both of you and your everyday life, but also there's people in prison, you know, at least 200 people in prison that are also in need of um, retroactivity um, that we can prove anyway. Um, and then I guess third would be write your own letter, you know, write a letter and um, you know, people ask me all the time, write a letter to the attorney general, tell her how you feel. You can do the petition, right? That's like you're signing on to something already drafted. But, you know, g- gather a few people in your family or your friends and write a letter and, and keep checking the website because there more things are going to happen. Um, and, you know, it would be great if all of a sudden tomorrow this issue ended, but I don't think that's going to happen. But, but I do know that we are going to make the Oregon Supreme Court address these beautiful people and all the others, we're gonna make them tell Oregonians that are convicted under this law that, um, that they don't deserve right to have um, a constitutional trial. And so this could be going on for a few more years until we get to the Oregon Supreme Court if something doesn't happen before. So the more pressure we put on, the more we talk about this, the more you let people know that we had the system for 85 plus years. Um, All those friends of yours, white people, all those friends of yours that in the last year, all of a sudden want to become involved in racial justice issues, which I mean, you all have like 30 friends, right? That are like, how can I be more involved? I mean, that's, you know, this is how they can be more involved. This is an issue that is deep in Oregon's justice system and we can dismantle right as you know the horrors of what this horrible racist law has done we can um and help as many people as you know that that we can count you know um so all those friends of yours and i know we all have them you know tell them about this get them pissed off about this thank you so much for both of you guys
2: to be here thank you everybody Uh, Southeast Uplift. Everybody that we thanked in the beginning, still thank you. And uh, Tin Cam Phone, putting this out into the world. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. All right. Thank you.
2: You You are
1: listening to the Tin Cam Phone podcast, where you can hear about the influence incarceration has straight from the sources. We tell the stories from the inside out. So make sure to check us out on cable community radio every first Tuesday at 10 a.m. You can also check us out on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere you love to catch your podcast. And make sure to give us a follow over at 10CanFonePodcast.com. And follow our Instagram at 10CanFonePodcast. This misfit, Adi, signing off. Hey.